across the sea of character sheets, deep in the forest of D20s lies the mountain of source books. Welcome to the Mountain of Source Books. We hope you enjoyed your climb. My name is Jeffrey Vincent Dale, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different on the podcast this week. And both because it's Halloween and because it is the fifth Monday of the month, instead of doing tabletop content, we're going to be reviewing some video content. In keeping with the spirit of the holiday, we're going to be reviewing the first three episodes of the live-action Netflix Resident Evil TV show. But before we get to that, we just wanted to give an update on why episodes of the podcast have not been posted the last couple weeks. Now, up until now, I have been a host of the podcast, the DM for the podcast, and the only editor. Now, as you can imagine, that's a lot of work right there. But on top of that, I also work a a 40-hour-a-week job. Or at least I did up until recently where it was switched to a 50-hour-a-week job. Now, it's not permanent, but it's going to be a few weeks, and it's going to have an impact on my ability to edit the podcast. So, after realizing that it simply was not going to be realistic for me to edit the podcast weekly, I sat down with Teach, and we had a discussion, and it was decided that we were going to be cutting back on the Twitch streams, and Teach was going to learn how to edit in order to assist. Unfortunately, Right after we came to that decision, my niece, Teach's daughter, got pretty sick. And as you can imagine, toddler plus very sick plus gross-tasting medicine made things a little complicated. And since then, thankfully, my niece has gotten much better and is pretty much fully recovered at this point. But now Teach is sick. So we're just kind of playing it by ear right now. Thankfully, uh, I have been able to do some editing bit by bit over the last couple weekends. So after releasing this episode, I should be able to finish at least one more episode tomorrow, maybe even two more. We'll see. Uh, but regardless, there should be three episodes posted by the end of this week instead of the typical one, which will bring us up to the episode count we would have had if we hadn't missed those two weeks. Uh, also, for the sake of making things a little bit easier, starting in November which will be next week, we're going to be changing our upload date from Monday to Tuesday. Just because I work night shift and that will give me a couple more hours to work on things before I go to bed on Monday mornings. Uh, but with all that said, time to get to our review. Alright, so today for Halloween, Teach and I sat down and watched the first three episodes of the Netflix Resident Evil TV show. Yes, if you have not heard of this TV show, anyone that is a fan of Resident Evil very much knows of the existence of this TV show and hates it. So much so that Netflix canceled it after one season. Yeah. <laughs> and I so can we totally see why. <laughs> so we thought it would be fun to do a review. But yeah, so we started with the live action Netflix Resident Evil series. I, I should specify that there are two Netflix Resident Evil series. The other one is CG and has it's not regarded as good, but it's not regarded as bad. either. We we watched the bad one. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll start with the the flashback portion of the show. The, the one with uh, Wesker and his two daughters starting their new life in South Africa. I just gotta say, the protagonist starts off very unlikable. A little bit. 
a little bit. Constantly picking fights, telling other people <laughs> to pick fights. Yeah, uh, okay, so let's let's kind of set the scene. This show takes place after which game again? Resident Evil 5. Resident Evil 5. Okay, so this takes place after Resident Evil 5. So the deal is that somehow Umbrella has rebranded itself after all of the horribleness that occurred prior to convince people that they're going to make more drugs. Yeah, and it'll it, be okay. Well, not only that, but in, in Resident Evil 4, the opening narration famously says that Umbrella's dead. So did they start back over? Is it the they, same company or are it, they just ignoring is, that? So it is the same company. If you recall in episode three of this, they say uh, the owner of Umbrella now is the daughter of the oh, guy right. that did all the stuff. Yeah, she's a Spencer. Yeah, I am not my father. He did make some mistakes, but we have rebranded to make a trusting company. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes. And Whatever. so, of course, they're they're making a drug called Joy, whose entire the whole thing is that it kind of rewires your brain to take away all negative feelings. And then what they're not telling the populace is that it also rewires your brain so that they can send a TV signal as they can use an image to essentially make you do whatever they want. Yes, totally 100% trustworthy company, clearly. And then just everyone's okay with that. I don't get it. That's a huge issue I have with it. But, but yeah, so yeah, going back to I, I did like how they had Wesker being a scientist because the games talk about him being one, but never actually show him being one. So that was a nice touch. Still not sure how he's alive. I always kind of found that weird that they talked about it, but never really showed it. Yeah, like they they said that he created a few of the creatures. I think the, the tyrant he created especially. It's It was very much talked about, but never shown. And then the, the TV show is showing it. Yeah. So uh, Wesker's alive. Even though he got hit with a rocket launcher over, I think he fell into lava after he got hit by the rocket launcher. So he's very much dead. So <laughs> I, I, maybe I mean, they explain it later in the season. We did only watch the first three episodes. And they did hint at something that could imply that he was only sort of Wesker. Yeah, he, he did need blood transfusions from his daughters. Yeah. So uh, that could possibly be explained, or it was never explained because it was supposed to be explained in season two and they canceled it, but either way. Yeah, there's one scene where they do two kind of stupid things all together. So they they establish that there is no security team within the Umbrella facility because the security is automated. Implying that there's no need for these security guards because they have such an amazing automated system. Yes. So and the security, once they actually get to the facility, is a single camera at the door that scans your face and your voice. And if you pass, it just lets you in. Yes, I guess there appears to be cameras that monitor things. Yes, that's true. But, but like it's all... no alarms. Yeah. Until something like a giant rabbit dog breaks through glass. Then there's suddenly alarms. Yes, and to back up a little bit and explain why that's relevant. <laughs> one of the two daughters, I can't remember either of their names, but they end up getting in trouble as a sort of thing to help her 
recover, Wesker invites her to his office to visit. And while there, she sees evidence of animal testing, which she objects to. She's vegan. Several times, no one asked her if she was vegan. And she just kind of prompted that a few times in the show. Also, oh yeah, this is a drug company that doesn't do animal tests. Really? How Who exactly believes do they test that? Drugs? <laughs> How do you test your drugs then? If you don't test on animals, you can't. No, that's not a thing. Why would anyone believe that? Anyway. Yeah, so she sees that animal testing is, she sees evidence that animal testing might be going on. So she talks her more rebellious sister into helping her break in. And they break in and let out what they think is a testing animal. And it, well, I guess technically it is. <laughs> but it, it turns out to be a zombie dog and it bites her. Yes. And the next episode, she keeps having side effects that seem to hint that she's going to turn into a zombie, but maybe not because of her weird blood. As yeah. we mentioned earlier, uh, Wesker is injecting her blood into himself to seemingly stabilize himself in some way. So presumably they are in some way extra normal. Still haven't gotten that explanation at that point by episode three. No. And so it seems like the wound is healing fine, but then she's having these other side effects. So it's kind of unclear by episode three what's exactly going to happen. But obviously there's a flashback scene for a reason. So something is going to happen soon that's going to cause this zombie apocalypse. That's another thing that I never quite understand. The games all specifically, this is, this is a city thing, just a city. And then in movies or in TV show or one particular Resident Evil movie, they just decided, you know, it's an entire zombie apocalypse now. Well, the thing about the movies is they just kind of kept going. <laughs> they had one movie where it was just a house, one movie where it was a city, and then every movie after that is the same apocalypse. <laughs> I never watched the ones after the third one, though. But yeah, so we might as well use that to transition into talking about the apocalypse portion of the show. Uh, they kind of split the time relatively evenly. They haven't quite given us a timeline for how far into the future this is, but it's at least 10 years. Because there's one character who says that because of the zombie apocalypse, they were forced away from their home for 10 years. But we don't know if their home took a while to get reached by zombies or what, or how long it was after they returned that the zombies have still been around. But it's been at least 10 years. Yes. The one sister who is the more delinquent of the two is the main character. And she is much more likable now in the future. So I'll give them that. Then apparently a zombie apocalypse is character <laughs> building. Well, plus she hasn't had a whole lot of time to be a character in the apocalypse because most of her scenes are her reacting to the things around her. Lots of very Mad Max stuff going on with roaming bands of guys with guns that need to be avoided. They made some changes to the zombies in the future. They did establish that the zombies used to be like the ones in the games. And then over time, they have mutated to become faster zombies. And they've lost their senses except for smell, which is enhanced. And they've hinted that there might be a way to cure all the people that are zombies, or maybe that time itself will cause them to mutate back. I don't see how they reach that conclusion, but maybe they explain it. Fast zombies are so stupid. I hate fast yeah, zombies. I... It makes no sense. Your your flesh is rotting. How? No, no. 
you can't have motor skills. That's yes. crap. <laughs> so she's a researcher now, the main character, and she's trying to figure out this cure. She's working for a group called the University, I believe. They only brought it up one time. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's right. It's called the University and, oh, Umbrella is like Big Brother now. Because of the collapse, Umbrella were the only ones ready for it, so now they're essentially the only government left in the world, really. Yes. Uh, and they're trying to hunt her down, and that brings us to my favorite, favorite character in the show. I can't remember his name either, but the bad guy that's always eating. <laughs> Why do you like him so much? Because they made him quirky. <laughs> so this dude, this dude, he walks down the steps, and I'm like, oh my god. Is that Jack Black? Yeah, because you only see no him in silhouette. Wait, Jack Black. Walk, mannerisms, the hair, the body type, exactly like Jack Black. And then the light shines on him, and I'm like, oh, that's not. <laughs> oh my god. So to me, <laughs> that 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 guy that looks like Jack Black. That is, I don't know his name. I will never know his name. He will always be the guy that looked like Jack Black. Anyway, oh, that's your favorite character, but of yeah, course. He, 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 they show up because one of those roving bands of uh, survivors have, has captured the main character and is going to sell them to Umbrella to make some cash. Or no, to uh, cash is useless in this society. They're, they're trying to earn a space in a safe city that has been yes, walled off. and that doesn't work. We won't disclose why, but it doesn't work. Flamethrowers are say. involved. <laughs> yes. Flamethrowers are involved. Uh, his plan does not work. Uh, anyway. But yeah, so this guy just shows up eating a Twizzler. <laughs> yeah, and just all the murder. I guess my favorite character really don't have one. Maybe the one old lady. Oh, yeah, the cat lady. <laughs> the cat lady. He's kind of funny. Yeah, that. Um, in fact, let's talk about that scene, because that's, that's pretty much <laughs> next. So... Needless to say, the main character escapes, and she finds her way into another city that has just recently been taken over by Umbrella, and she's trying to reunite with someone that has helped her before, and she goes to his apartment and finds his wife, and she says that he's out. And just, her apartment is full of cats. Like, you see, I believe, ten of them? And it's heavily implied later that there are a lot more. Yes. So she gets there, tries to get help, and finds out that the guy she's looking for is dead because he's a zombie and she's her, his wife is keeping him there locked handcuffed in the bathroom and is feeding him the cats. What the fuck? <laughs> Marriage is complicated. <laughs> yes. That was, the, that was the best line of the entire thing. I, I, I did really like the scene because... <laughs> It has it is a scene that has been done so many times, but it's always done the same way. And this show didn't do it that way. <laughs> and it was a nice surprise. You know, you just kind of expect, OK, they can't let go of their loved one. They're going to feed the zombie. The zombie's going to get out and it's going to kill her and possibly everybody else, too. But no, she survives. Because yeah, the main character kills him, kills the zombie and she gets pissed. You promised you wouldn't hurt him. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> also, the cat thing? Fucked up. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's another great line. 
Yeah, so she she leaves the main character, and then the quirky umbrella guy shows up, uh, and the cat lady gives him some cookies that he finds to be filled with cat hair, <laughs> and that leads to him getting a lead to finding out where she's going. And then this show breaks out every zombie cliche that you can think of. The loved one that can't let go of the zombie husband, the trying to sneak past the normal ways of getting to safe cities in the underground because someone was infected and you don't want to give up on them. The sacrificing yourself so your family, you know, your loved ones can get by and the gruesome bloody scene that's in there. Every cliche is in the first three episodes and 90 percent of the twists in the show we called out and the only one we called out as happening that hadn't happened was the dog getting eaten and technically it could still happen the the wesker family dog uh, <laughs> w we we suspected that it was going to be eaten and it might still we'll see i i am genuinely considering going back and watching the rest out of morbid curiosity <laughs> Just to see if that dog gets eaten. <laughs> the apocalypse, they find their way to like an underground sm human smuggling operation, find their way into some tunnels, get attacked by some bioweapons, and pretty much everyone but the main character dies. And then Umbrella finds her because they knew where she was going. And then... Okay, that's another thing about this show. They really like on-camera people getting shot from off-camera people. Yes, multiple like, times. happening. I think, I think in the three episodes, there were three instances where someone is being held at gunpoint and then someone off-screen shoots the person with the gun. <laughs> it happened every single episode at least once. And yeah, it was... My, my original expectation of going into this, I'm not going to lie, was like thinking it was going to be birdemic bad. Yeah, he hearing people talk about it on the internet, that, that was the level of bad that they made it seem it was. But it wasn't that bad. It was bad. Yes. It but it wasn't that bad. And I will say it also has a way of kind of pulling you in and kind of wanting to know what happens in the next episode, only because it's like, am I, am I right? I've been right about everything else so far, but I'm kind of curious about whether that dog gets eaten. You know. How many cliches are they going to follow? How many are they going to subvert? You never really exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, they left enough question marks about the gap, the time gap, that that drew me in a little bit. And as a longtime fan of the Resident Evil games, I have to know what ha what's going on with Wesker. Like, is he like an unstable clone? Is he... Did they somehow retrieve what was left of his body from the volcano and revive him? I just, I don't know. And I want to. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a mess. Yes. So what did you think of the various different creatures in, in the show? Because we, we had the caterpillar, which I believe was original to the show. I... I think we had a total of four creatures that showed up. Yeah, the caterpillar, the liquors... The Cerberus dogs and the standard zombies. Yeah, and the spider. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the spider. So there are five creatures. I do not remember the spider at all from the games. I remember the liquors. I remember being scared out of my mind when you were playing that game because 
when you first started playing that game, I'm pretty sure I was a little bit younger, uh, and I remember watching you play it, and I'm just like, that is not a game you play at night. Oh my gosh, that was such a bad idea to watch you play that. Anyway. Yeah, I think that was like 2005 that I, I first started yeah. playing Resident Evil. And it's forever ago. Yes, it was. But yeah, so the, the Caterpillar, I believe, was original to the show. I liked it. I found it a little hard to believe that the main character would survive that encounter with the way it was throwing her around. But yeah, I just thought it was weird. Yeah, it was... they don't do a good job of explaining where it came from. But then again, now that I'm thinking about it, the games don't either. <laughs> There's a creature in Resident Evil 3 called the Gravedigger, and it is basically just a giant worm. And it just shows up in the graveyard and never explained. So, true to the series, yeah, I guess. <laughs> there's no reason the main character shouldn't have been dead. Like, even if she has superpowers or whatever, super blood or whatever you want to call it. Uh, no, that's... There is a, a, the final blow that this thing takes to her. Her head should have popped off. Yeah. That was also the way they choreographed the fight scenes it, it was making me nauseous how much that camera was jiggling yes a lot of shaking. shaky cam uh sometimes it was used well but especially during the caterpillar fight it was when when was it used well i felt it was used very well during the liquor sequence that's about the only time but <laughs> no it wasn't even used well then the best shots in the liquor se uh sequence were just the tongues coming in off camera and the camera just panning in on people. Yes, I, I really liked how they handled the liquors. I, the, it's the first time any of the live ad action adaptations have given them the knife tongues. Previous movies, they had the tongues, but they were just using them as like almost like prehensile tails. But in this, they're sharp and they use them to stab people and then drag them off. Mm -hmm. Very, very good adaptation of the liquors. We already talked about the zombies. We don't like fast zombies, and I don't buy their explanation that they're mutating, and that's why they're faster. The Cerberus dog, we only saw one of those. I mean, it was handled well, but it was, like, really bad CG. They made the scene kind of dark, so that helped mm -hmm. the bad CG not be as bad, but it was pretty bad. The explanation of how the dog... They imply that when the dog was a test, the dog was a testing animal. They did the mind control thing with it, and they implied that is why it turned into this monster. Yeah, it was uh, a, so a side effect of an earlier version of the joy drug. Yeah, that that made sense, and that whole scene was a little weird because it's okay. So this office had a bunch of glass doors in it. And for some reason, the dog couldn't get in. But when they trapped the dog inside, suddenly the dog was able to get out by breaking through the glass. And it's just like, what? <laughs> no, that's not how glass works. <laughs> also, why do you have glass walls? Uh, well, it was in an office portion of the building. I buy that. I mean, I've worked in an office that had glass walls in some of its meeting rooms. Yeah, but it wasn't animal testing or drug testing or yeah but remember like that remember that both they and the dogs got there from another floor the dog opened a door traveled down multiple flights of steps and then kicked down in the next door oh yes all in 
all in the time 15 second time all in the time it took him to take the elevator (laughs) yes in oh wait no so that would have been more like five seconds because they only had to go down one floor yeah i don't i think it was a basement floor so i think the dog had to travel up i'm pretty sure they show like basement three or something like that is the level that they're doing testing i don't know it doesn't matter it was ridiculous the whole scene was ridiculous yes i i will say though they did a good job with the way the scene was directed like it it was pretty harrowing it's not quite like the velociraptors in the kitchen scene from jurassic park but that's kind of what they were going for and they almost got it if the effects weren't so bad they would have nailed it yes i i agree that it it very much had that vibe and i believe they were definitely going for that the scene where the main character kills the dog was yeah, that really got my heart pounding. That was that was pretty intense. Yeah, it, the, we talk about how bad the show is, but it did have its moments. It had some moments that were good. It wasn't as horrible as I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. And it's probably I probably feel that way because I was expecting it to be on such a level of horrible that it would have gotten canceled after the first episode, not the first season. Plus, it, it probably also helped that we were watching together and, and and discussing it as it was going. That's true. That just makes it more fun. And one last thing to say about the apocalypse section, that sequence where they are escaping in the underground tunnels is probably the only part of the first three episodes that actually felt like Resident Evil. Yes. Because um, they're down it- there with nothing but their flashlights and their guns, which one guy hilariously had a triple barreled shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're first of all they're dealing with liquors which they are hunting by sound in this one which i don't believe they did in the movies uh so they got that right and then they escape into the tunnels and there's the giant spider and they're trying to deal with that and it, it that part finally felt like resident evil yes for the first time it very much had that feel of the game finally yeah overall it barely feels like Resident Evil, and we guessed 90% of the plot twists, but I still had fun. It was fun to judge it. <laughs> Happy Halloween, and don't forget to watch us tonight as we play a game on Twitch. Yeah, we're currently scheduled to play Costume Quest, and that's a short enough game that we will probably be able to finish it in one go. Looking forward to it. Thank you.